Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap operas, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live and to the final few days of February 2011. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I want to thank all of you, of course, for tuning in today, whether it's live via iTunes or over there in the archives at SoapCentral.com slash radio. Throngs of people have been rallying to have their voices heard, to overcome the tyranny from above, and to make positive changes. And no, I'm not talking about Libya, and I'm not even talking about Wisconsin. I'm talking about all of the soap fans who have been rallying around their favorite daytime stars to help prevent them from losing their jobs. For those of you out there who may have missed the news, back in January, General Hospital announced that 13-year veteran Rebecca Herbst would be written out of the show in what was called a story-dictated manner. Fans were outraged and demanded that the show reconsider. It's not the first time, though, that fans have been upset about their favorite star being fired, but rarely, if ever, does fan outrage result in any sort of changes being made. Maybe until now. Earlier this week, General Hospital confirmed that Rebecca Herbst would no longer be leaving the show. They didn't specifically say that the fan outrage was what have brought about the change, but if you read between the lines of their official statement, it certainly looks like it. So I thought that today it would be an interesting discussion topic to talk about whether or not fans feel like their favorite soaps are listening to them. And more importantly, if the networks are listening how do they decide if what they're hearing is the desire of a small but vocal group of fans or the general consensus of a much larger group of viewers? So, to help me sort that out today is veteran soap opera columnist and SoapCentral.com contributor, Linda Hirsch. Linda, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Welcome, and, and that squawking that you hear in the background is not a general hospital fan. It's my cockatoo who wants to be part of the show. So I apologize. Uh, well, hello, Cockatoo. Hello, Linda. Welcome. Hello. Both no, hopefully, Mr. Squawkington will will uh, settle down. <laughs> so I apologize. Uh, uh, that was you. you know, it like um, Doug Marland, little... uh, the late great, wonderful writer, once said that he really didn't listen to the fans because that no matter what he did. 50% of them would hate what he did and 50% would love what he did. So he did a storyline and he followed it through. And I don't think that's a, a, a bad idea. But when it comes to, uh, uh, you, know, you know, Brian Franz is always talking about bringing back legacy, you know, people to General Hospital. Right. And then he takes 
or he or whomever takes a legacy performer like uh, Rebecca Herbst, loved by the fans, loved on the set, good actress, lots of story to tell. They brought in Scott Reeves to play her brother. She's, you know, one of the, you know, remaining members of the Hardy family with Audrey being her grandmother. And I just think that the the viewers, they had it right. They had it like right like the people uh, in Cairo had it. Sometimes you have to <laughs> say what you think. It doesn't always work. The people in Wisconsin will tell you it doesn't always work because that law, the, the bargaining law, uh, was passed, but it never hurts to say what you feel. Um, and I, do I always think a show should go go for it? No. The, sometimes they make a decision for a reason. Um, you know, when the first actor who played uh, Michael as a as a as a I guess teenager right. was written off General Hospital, there are a lot of angry people. Now he was good, but his replacement has just proven to be much better. When Greg Vaughn was uh, let go so that Jonathan Jackson could come back, mm-hmm. a lot of viewers and a lot of fans of Greg Vaughn were upset, but it was the right decision because. Well, let me you know, ask Greg you though, Linda. Actor, but Jonathan just has this chemistry with Tony Geary. There's something that he can that he does. So I, I and I think since we watch it every day, we're more attuned. You know, a lot of people in the higher echelon. They're not watching it. They're, they're in this little ivory tower, and they don't right. really understand what's going on. Well, Linda, let me ask you a question, though. Were you surprised by how vocal this time around were uh, the fans were with Rebecca Herbst? I mean, let's face it. Everyone has lost their favorite performer on one soap or another, and people have been upset. But most are sort of grumbling for a day or two. Uh, were you surprised by the amount of outrage? And more importantly, were you really surprised by the fact that General Hospital reconsidered. No, I wasn't. I really wasn't surprised because remember, people have seen uh, this actress grow up in this part, go from this sort of um, not very good girl to becoming this 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 heroine. I think one of the things that made her very. I mean, they tried to destroy her with that relationship with Nicholas. I think they did everything to kill that character. But there's this very vocal group that wants Elizabeth and Jason together. And I think that's part of it as well. Mm. Uh, they have a specific storyline that they want. And I think that that's the other reason. And I think that they now feel they've flexed their muscles, you know, and if, you know, Sam and Jason have a child, well, why can't Jason go near Elizabeth <coughs> because right. of Jake? So they're really, they're in murky water here, and they don't know what to do. And what I think they need to do is do a lot of rethinking. You know, what, what vegetable do you hate? <laughs> Linda, what vegetable don't I hate? I think okay. I hate just about every vegetable that's well, around. <laughs> I can stuff broccoli down your throat Ugh, no you for can't. four years, and you're not going to like it. And I think that what GH has done is try to stick the Brenda Sunny, you know, remarriage and then retread the storyline. They decide what you're supposed to like. It's sort of the Ryan um, Greenlee uh, Greenlee thing on all my children. You know, they they're going to make us like our broccoli, whether we like it or not. They're doing the same thing on Bold and Beautiful. Well, here, here's another outrage. <laughs> Sarah Brown is now recurring. Yes. 
we're now having Daisy pushed on our throats, and she will be taken to the to uh, the, the the Netherlands because she is not part of the wonderful triumvirate of the Brooke Taylor Ridge storyline. That that's all they seem to care about, and Stephanie and Brooke liking each other and hating each other, and and I think it doesn't always work. People were outraged when when Sir Harmon was put to recurring. Uh, They're not happy that an actor like Rick Hurst comes over and, you know, he's just like, hi, what am I doing here? (laughs) And um, I have no, 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 no insight on this. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do the same thing to him, you know. Right. Uh, Push him off to the side. I don't understand um... that. And that's not listening to the fans. You entice the viewers to come in by bringing a Sarah Brown or bringing a Rick Herbst, or a lot of actors with names, and then you don't use them. That, I think, irritates viewers as well. I agree. I, I, well, what I want to do is I also want to give viewers a chance to call in, since we are certainly taking their calls to find out if they think the soaps are listening to them, not just about Rebecca Herbst. So if you're out there and you're listening and you have an opinion, of course, you can call in at 866-472-5788. I'm sorry? I, I'm going to, before we take the first call, I do want to mention something about the pre-nominations today. Oh, absolutely. We'll get I that. I wish uh, I could have been in two places at one time. I would have liked to be on the All My Children set when Susan Lucci didn't get the pre-nom, and on Young and Restless when Eric Brayden get, didn't get the pre-nom. This would have been choice. Yeah. Uh, I don't think yeah. either of them are taking that very well, and I'm not saying that Susan's not gracious, uh, and I'm not saying anything about Eric, but <clears throat> I, I, I think that there was like, what? <laughs> we well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, everybody, but we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live in just a minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. 
Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I think we lost Linda during the commercial break. But we're going to bring her back just as soon as we can. But in the meantime, for those of you who listen regularly, one of our callers, she goes by the name of Ange, is actually active in a petition to help get YNR to reconsider what has been seen as their decision to fire Daniel Goddard as Kane. And since I know that she's a listener, I figured I'd bring her onto the show today to sort of find out what goes on in the mind of a fan who is fighting so hard to keep one of their favorites on the air. So, Ange, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. Thank you very much. Good to be back. Well, I'm glad that you uh, wanted to be back on today's show, and I thought it was timely. Normally, you've called in and we've talked about sort of just general soap stuff, but today there's a purpose. It's to find out if the soaps are really listening to their fans. So first, I want to ask you, what prompted your decision to sort of rally the troops behind Daniel Goddard to keep him on The Young and the Restless? Well, the first thing was the big shocker when they killed off Kane, that it was a big shock to all of his fans, and he has such a huge fan base out there. Nobody expected it, and we were just, I know I was really upset about it, so Mm -hmm. I thought something had to be done. Well, I have to tell you, and this is not playing any sort of uh, devil's advocate to be hard on you here, but this is The Young and the Restless, and in the past couple of months, they've had quite a few not-really-dead moments. Are you really sure that Kane is even dead for sure, and that Daniel Goddard is out? No. No one's ever really dead on a soap. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd have to say no. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm sure there are some listeners out there who are thinking, oh, come on, lady, this is a business, people get fired every day, get over it. You know, what do you say to people who don't understand why you and others might be so intent on 
fighting for a fictional character and an actor who many people have never met. I know that you have met Daniel Goddard, but putting that aside, uh, <laughs> you know, what's, what is the reason? What do you say to people who say just sort of get over it? Well, I'd say that these people, they come into our lives every day and they become part of your family. You really get attached to these characters and these actors. So when they quote-unquote die on the soaps, Mm-hmm. it's like a member of your family was killed off and you really want to fight to have that person come back on and be part of your life again, you know? No, I, I do understand it. So I'm curious, when you're fighting and you hear that over at General Hospital, Rebecca Herbst was fired but then unfired, did that sort of give you any hope or a renewed intensity in your fight to fight for Daniel? Oh, absolutely. It gave me all kinds of hope and it gave all his fans hope too. Like, there comes a time when you think, oh, this isn't working, it's not going to happen. And then you hear something like what they did with Rebecca Herbst, and it just completely renews your spirit and gives you all kinds of hope again. Well, I think that Linda Hirsch has rejoined us. Linda, are you still there with us? She she is here. Her bird is is gone (laughs) somewhere else. Hi, Linda. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We have... Ange on the line, and she's talking a little bit about what prompts fans to fight for is their favorite performers. Is it the Ange? It is. Yes. No, this is another Ange. Oh, this is not Ange. your Ange. Ange. This is I'm not the Ange. I agree, because I think whether it be politically or for a show, something that you believe in, that you feel they're listening. And I think what's really kind of interesting, this would never have happened on nighttime. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, it just doesn't happen. They, they, they'd hire another actor, or they just say, you know, so sad, and that's it. We're, we're, this is what we decided, and we did our 20 episodes for the year, and when, when the season comes back, that person's gone. Um, so, I, and so I think there's a big difference, and I, it's nice to hear that some executives listen. Um, I just think they had to have been deluged, and I, and I think that's good, and I think that... Um, what was really wonderful is Rebecca Hurst was a lady through all, all of this. She wasn't arrogant because she's not. It, she wasn't any of those things. She um, loves the show, mm-hmm. grew up in the show, uh, met her husband on the show. Uh, the actors on the show are furious. I mean, um, you know, actors are used to seeing people that they work with go. I and mean, when Stuart Damon left GH, people were like, what? When Leslie Charlson went to recurring, what? Which means if we see her, you know, on Thanksgiving, we'll be happy. But Becky is so well-liked. I think that there was a lot of problems on the set, too, with people just going, oh, wait a minute. What's this about? You know what, Linda, that's a really good point, though, and I want to ask Ange quickly before we let her go. Have you heard from Daniel or from anyone else uh, with a reaction to, you know, sort of what they think of your campaign to keep Daniel on The Young and the Restless? Yes, I've heard from Daniel, and he thinks it's great. Like, he's behind the fans 100%. The fans want to have Kane back on, and he's supporting that. Well, I want to thank you. I want to let Ange go, because I know that she's calling in here. I have no idea why they did that. Ange, thanks for calling in and being a part of today's show and for explaining a little bit about what goes on in the minds of fans. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We'll talk Linda. to you later. Thanks, Thank Ange. You.
You're welcome. Linda, Bye, Linda. We have another Bye-bye. caller. Pardon? We have we have Jennifer from Indiana who'd like to call in and talk a little bit about what goes on in the minds of fans. Of right. course, we're both fans. We should let people know that. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're not examining ourselves because that could take a couple of hours. So let's bring oh, in. As you well know during our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk to Jennifer from Indiana. Jennifer, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, thank you. So let's. what prompted you to call in today? Well, I, I have been so wrapped up. And this whole Daniel Goddard situation, it's been unlike anything. <clears throat> I've watched Young and the Restless since I can remember, you know, watching it when I was little when my mom watched it, you know, almost 30 years. And, you know, actors come and go, storylines change, but <clears throat> for some reason, this one really upset me. And okay. I just, it was a shock. You know, I love Daniel Goddard as an actor. And I, I don't know, just, I just, Jennifer, whole... you, you, you made it sound as though you've been upset by other firings in the past. So I'm just curious, what was the tipping point for you? What made um, you want to get involved or get so upset? Um, I just felt like the, I, I don't know, they, they could have done so much more with the storyline that involved Kane. And I just felt like as, you know, fans of The Young and the Restless and fans of Daniel Goddard, that it was just unfair. Now, I, uh, if I can ask a quick question. Yeah. Sure. If they were to bring him back, and, and I have no knowledge of this, and I don't know if Dan has any knowledge of it, so I'm going to assume no. <coughs> Excuse me for the coughing. Um, if it's another return from the dead, I know you'd be glad to see him back. But, it would oh, be that's, but can you accept another return from the dead, or do you want him to come back as a different character? Oh. Because <laughs> you, you have one or two choices. Yeah, I just... You know, I mean, the, 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 the uh, Genoa City Cemetery, like, really, there's, there's one headstone, <laughs> and everybody, you know, gets buried, and they get unburied. I mean, it's, yeah, I, so I don't know. I'm so done with the the ghost line, the storylines with the ghosts yeah. and the doppelgangers and I don't so, know. I think they're, they're losing have to their do creativity. One of those to bring them to bring him back. Well and I think if if it meant bringing him back mm-hmm. you know, I think he is just an excellent actor. He, yeah, he brings is. a lot to the show. I mean I would take him any way I could get him, don't get me wrong. Well I think one of the things that I like about that character of Kane, even though he had a sordid past He's one of the few people in Genoa City that's truly likable. Yes, exactly. And exactly. because so many people in, in Genoa City, I wouldn't want to sit next to a bus with these people. I mean, exactly. they're just not very nice. There are a few. There's Michael Baldwin. There's Jack when he's being a good boy. Um, Billy when he's trying. But most of the other characters are just nasty. Yes. And so then you have a kind true. of a heroic character like Daniel. And I think that that's what makes it even more upsetting. You know, can you not have a a good love story occasionally that has a happy ending? It just seems like, I don't know, it's, I know it's all fiction and drama, and that's part of soap operas. We have, but there you are. I'm with uh, you on that one. Well, Jennifer, I want to thank you for calling in and being part of today's show and for letting everybody know why you're fighting to keep Daniel Goddard and YNR. All right. Well, thank you for taking my call. And Absolutely. I would just like to add one thing. Sure. I, I, I did send a tweet to, to Daniel Goddard before the show, so I'm crossing my fingers that he called in for you. So you we would absolutely decide. love that. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> 
All right. Thank you. We are heading just outside of my home office somewhere. We have a caller from Philadelphia. So, of course, we have to make sure she gets on the line. Michelle from Philadelphia. Welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm also calling because of Daniel Goddard. Okay. Um, I've been watching The Young and the Restless since I was 12 years old. And I started watching with my mother and grandmother. And through all the years that I've watched the soap opera, I've never been this upset over the firing of Daniel Goddard. Um, what made you so upset? Oh, because Kane was just an all, just an average good guy. And I just, I was so shocked that I w- I've been heartbroken since, you know, his death, in quotations. Um, it just Kane was an overall good guy. And, and I just can't believe that they want- would do something that to the fans. I have a question, and I have to ask it uh, before we go to break. Okay. Would you be maybe fighting as hard if, say, Daniel Goddard weren't as easy on the eyes as he (laughs) is? Yeah, yeah, I would be fighting as hard because Kane was that kind of character that you just loved, you know. And even if he wasn't good on good to look on the eyes, um. He was just that kind of good guy character that you just loved. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for calling in, Michelle. We have to get into a break here. So thank you so much for being a part of today's show. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. And, Linda, uh, we have to end this segment here. So I just want to ask you before we go, have you ever heard in the past of any performer who was fired and then spared because of fan outrage. I can think of storylines that have been changed, but uh, I, I think, can't think of any. I, I Yes, I really can. It's a very interesting uh, campaign, too, because it was started by the star, and that's Deidre Hall. Deidre learned that they were going to let her go. This is one of the many times they were going to let her go. And Deidre um, was very, very... Uh, she started her own campaign, hmm. literally started her own campaign. Uh, Deidre has this sort of, uh, and good for her, steamroller approach to keeping her job. didn't work this time, <laughs> but uh, it does. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell a, favor, uh, a real quick story. Um, it used to be for your favorite actor and actress, you would buy a copy of Soap Opera Digest, and that's how you would vote. Well... Story has it, and that Deidre bought up thousands of these and voted for herself. And that's when Soap Opera Digest changed the way it did its favorite actor and actress. You know, mm-hmm. you got to give her credit. Um, no, that's I, I, but, absolutely. But, but, I, but I think that that's really about it. I mean, um, there are actors that we want back, and when we come back, we're glad that they've come back. But those are usually actors that have left. Um, I think when someone's fired, they usually say, well, that's it, for, you know, uh, uh, I feel bad, and then that's it. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, because I, I think I have that personality. I may be upset that someone has been let go, but I'm not one to sort of grab my sign and, you know, uh, with the markers and make a, a, a clever slogan that says, you know, hell no, we won't go in, in March. I, it's just my personality, but... I really admire the fans who are still that passionate about their performers. Because let's face it, if soap fans were not passionate, 
they, well, I can't say they would be off the air because some are, but they right. would be uh, would have been off the air a long time ago. Well, you know, very quickly, uh, without getting into which side of the aisle, I I am a, a very politically active. I've always had a big mouth. Um, <laughs> I've never <laughs> asked anybody who knows me, but I don't know that I've done it with an an actor only because. I cover them and I can't. But I will tell you, when, when Guiding Light got rid of uh, the late Michael Saslow, I was infuriated. And I certainly did a column or two about that. I, I just could not believe it. And then One Life to Live came through and hired him to come back as David Bernaldi with uh, ALS. That just bothered me tremendously on a, sort of on a, on a, on a moral thing. Hmm. No, I, I definitely know that there are certain situations. I mean, that's an extremely extenuating circumstance. Oh, yeah. But we have to go into a break. So, Linda, I want to thank you for being a part of today's show. I always love talking with you, and I think that one day during one of our seven-hour marathon phone calls, we'll just record what we say. I'll go I back really and- think we should, but, oh, my God, could we, could we be sued? We would have to edit out all the stuff that we're not allowed to put on the air. All the good stuff. All the good stuff goes. So it'll just all be right. an hour. I, I want to thank all your... your um, um, listeners and uh, people who turn on to Soap Central. I think it's just a great site, and I'm proud to be associated with it. Thank you so much, and we love having you there, and we love everybody who's listening, and we'll take more of your phone calls and be back with Michael Fairman on the other side of this commercial break, so stay tuned. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, 
SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and we're still waiting for Michael Fairman to call us on the line. So until then, we're going to take some more of your calls. We are going to go to Virginia and take a call from Jen. Jen, welcome to Soap Central Live. Or maybe you're not. Welcome to Soap Central Live. Jen, are you there? I'm there. Oh, great. How are you today? I'm doing good. So Uh, what prompted you to uh, call into today's show? Um, I'm just calling about, um, I guess, weighing in on fan reaction, and I am another Daniel Goddard supporter. Okay. Um, I actually helped run um, a fan site for uh, Daniel Goddard. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of us are, you know, I don't believe that so-called Kane is dead, but I want to definitely give fight for um, the actor. Okay, well, Linda made a good point in the last segment, and to go back to what she said, you know, with so many not-deads and back-from-the-deads on The Young and the Restless, wouldn't it sort of be silly at this point to do that again with Kane? So what do you do? Do you bring him back as a new character, or do you just say, all right, we're going to do one more back-from-the-dead story? I would, okay, in case of point, especially Bynar, I would, I actually would rather it be Kane Ashby. However, Bynar um, also has a way of having twins, too, so, you know, they seem to bounce off on the same storyline. I mean, they had two doppelgangers at the same time on the episode or during a storyline. So, you know, I wouldn't put anything past Y&R in this case. So, And to me, the way the death was shown or how the scenes were filmed, it left some openings that if they want to say, oh, yeah, Cain faked his death because... You know, he's trying to, you know, uh, get revenge on his father or try to, you know, because there was an opening that he said to Lily, like, we can leave, I can change my identity, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So, now you sound like a real soap fan. Oh, but there's a door open for his return. or Oh, we can change his identity. That sounds like a true soap fan talking. Well, you know, that's, that's the way soaps are, too. So, you know, but I think a lot of fans are, you know, they want to make sure that they get across that, you know, no Daniel Goddard, I'm not happy kind of thing. You know, who knows, who knows what Weiner has in store because there's still no official, he's gone. You know, that is there's true. There's never been a, you know, he's out. You know, well, there's even for Paul Layton, there's no, he's gone kind of thing. That's a, that's a really good point. And I don't want you guys out there who are Daniel Goddard supporters to think that be angry with us because we haven't had him on the show. We've extended an invitation for him to come on the show at a later date. But, Jen, I want to thank you for calling in and being a part of the show to let us know what goes on in soap fans' minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, no problem. So we'll talk to you again, hopefully, in the future. All right. Thank you. 
You got it. Bye. Of course. Of course, we are not only talking about who's been let go and who's being fought for. Earlier today, the pre-nominations for this year's daytime Emmys were announced. And there's surprisingly vocal criticism of who made the list and perhaps maybe more so who did not. So to help me sort through the pre-nominations is a friend of the show who needs no introduction, but I'll give him one anyway. He's a veteran soap insider who is the face of the Michael Fairman on air on Soap's website. And it's spooky how this worked out. But his name is actually Michael Fairman. So, Michael, welcome to Soap Central Live. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can barely hear you. Okay. All right. Well, for those of you out there who want to play along with us, you can go to SoapCentral.com slash Emmys, and you'll be able to see all the pre-nominations for this year. So, without giving any specifics just yet, Michael, what is your overall take on this year's pre-nominations? My overall take is, as usual, uh, I find it it, it it leaves me with a half a bad taste in my mouth because there are so many deserving people, as you know, I've been on Twitter and Facebook today and posting on the website and, and speaking with people through social networking and just talking with pundits. It's kind of like you, you, you kind of think, is this process so screwed up that some of these extremely deserving people cannot get in? Um, you know, there are some very worthy people in there that should absolutely have made the pre-nomination list, but, but this is the one uh, award voting, I think, in entertainment that is constantly really skewed at times. So that's so how, my overall beginning thought. No, how do you make it fair? This is Soaps are also the only form of entertainment that don't take a break. I mean, it's difficult to compare it a year of material. It is difficult to compare. And one of the things I wanted to say to people that have been commenting today is that I think, you know, they're saying well, they're reels, they're reels. You have to understand in this pre-pre-nomination process, nobody was looking at reels. The reels come into play now with the pre-nomination. So when people are saying, but they, you know, that scene, that's not how these people voted. They voted on names. They voted on the names. Of there were no reels being submitted for this first round. The reels come in now. So that's part of the issue. Like if you don't know somebody's work, and it's not a name to you, you know, maybe you're not aware of it because you're working 365 mm -hmm. days a year, you don't realize the quality of their work, and that's not necessarily anybody's fault. It's the, it's the, it's the part of the screw-up of the business, and it's, not, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. You can't see all these people's performances if you don't know them. And so let, of, me, yeah. let me ask you, then, should they revamp this and allow people like you and me to be on the panel, and people yes. who watch well, these think, soaps yes. every day. I thought about that today, you know, as when I knew we were going to talk. I kind of feel like they need to have people that are watching this stuff day in and day out. Uh, again, I think there needs to be a different process. I, I, I think it's always good that actors vote for actors, like, you know, which they do. But there's a problem when, when they're not seeing the, the body of work or know that there's this scene that could put them in, in, in the running if they knew about that scene. Mm -hmm. And that isn't what's happening here. It's clear, it's clear to me from what happened today in the announcements that, that that is an issue. Now, I'm not taking away from many of the deserving people. Please don't miscrew me that I'm saying everything's bad. It's not, but there is some real bad ones. And, well, and a lot of the people that I have singled out, if you went to On Air Soaps at the end of the year when I did my best moments of the year, 
those moments for those people didn't even make it because I don't think I saw no I saw that before we get into that because I I do want to get to there's at least a handful of of nominees or folks that didn't make it to the pre-nomination let's go to the other side of that there are some people who I think you and I and uh, soap fans in general said would make the ballot and or at least the pre-nominations ballot and some of them did some of the names that I can think of I think a lot of people figured Debbie Morgan would make it right. uh Susan Flannery of course right. uh I don't think anyone thought that Jonathan Jackson would not make the initial cut No he cut. should be definitely in there of course uh, you so I mean there are some some names that did make the cuts let's talk about them are there any on there that you know as soon as they as soon as you saw their name you thought yep that's it. I knew oh, they'd there's be many, there. and I'll tell you the ones that I really, really loved. I'll go kind of quickly through it because I know we're limited on time. I love the fact that Laura Wright is in. This girl gave yes. performances day in and day out, and there's a many scenes that I can think of that she could submit. To me, this was her best year. I knew Debbie Morgan would get in there. Um, I was thrilled Jerry Verdorn is in. I thought he gave such a great Very performance so. this year as Clint. Uh, and Robert Woods, and Maurice Bernard had a great year, um, all very good. Um, in in supporting, <laughs> this is tough because, you know, you've got Nancy Lee and Robin Strasser and Bree mm-hmm. Williamson and Elizabeth Hendrickson had great material. I- I'm glad they're in there. Yeah. Uh, and as the world turns, I'm so glad Eric Sheffer Stevens is in there. You know, I-, I think many of us are pulling for him. Uh, because Van Hansen is not, did not put his name in, uh, and Jonathan Jackson and Jason Thompson, I, I, very deserving. I think Lexi Ainsworth I really, really has the story of the year in the younger actress category, and I was pleased to see her. I was pleased to see Kristen Alderson, who I think always gets snubbed. And yeah, I don't up, understand you know, that. Which I don't understand. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a Chad Duel absolutely for General Hospital. So there, there were people absolutely that sh- that I that that I think are going to get in the final five. But again, hey, I could be wrong because I'm. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Yeah. So let's go to the other side. Of course, every year there are fans who are upset that their favorite star didn't make the list. In some cases, like you mentioned, uh, as the world turns, Van Hansis, and I think One Life to Live's Trevor St. John. Those are performers who didn't even throw their hat right, into the and I, Right, and again with that, like people are like, what, what, you know, I can't believe it. But they didn't decide to play. So, hey, okay, you know I love Van, and you know I love Trevor. But, but they decided not to play the game, so we've got to remove them, let's move on. Like, they're so, not, they decided not to do it. But that doesn't mean that there weren't some oversights. Uh, I can think of three that came to my mind immediately. You can either agree or disagree and toss <laughs> in your own. Uh, from One Life to Live, Florencia Lozano. From agree, Young Alyssas. Agree, agree. Michael Muni. Uh, I mean, he was the story almost all of last year. Right. And from Days, Suzanne Rogers. Right. So do you want me to elaborate on those? I, I mean, my biggest, biggest glaring omission, as you, if you followed what I've said over the past year and today, is I am shocked that Florenzia Lozano did not make it. She was my pick, and has have done, you know, been a, uh, put the clip nominee packages together for the Emmys in the past, and done all this stuff. Like her body of work is so amazing. It was her year to me in the actress category. So um, what happened? I uh, <laughs> I, I don't I mean, know. Just... I, you know, and let me just say, Gina Tignoni, who is I love her to death, and but I can't. Her, she's been great this year. She didn't have very much story last year. 
So I keep thinking, well, Gina has the recognition. She's a two-time Daytime Emmy winner. She's been on multiple shows. You know, that could have driven home that vote. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm literally perplexed. And Suzanne Rogers, to me, was a supporting actress, final five all the way, because she had major story this year, past year. I was shocked. Uh, Michael Muni, I was shocked because he carried the show. But I'm really shocked that Kimberly McCullough didn't get in for General Hospital. Yeah. And what I wanted to say is I spoke to uh, Brent Stanton today of the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, and he wanted me to clarify to everybody, when you see a tie, like you do under As the World Turns for the three actresses um, uh, supporting, you know, that's because the votes were tied. So I, I wasn't taking anything away from Nancy Legrand or Julie Marie Berman. There could have been three, but she clearly didn't have close enough votes. Kimberly. But if you're talking about name recognition, I mean, who doesn't know Kimberly McCullough's I don't know. name? She's That's a daytime anyway. But Julie Marie Berman, this is the first time she's in supporting, too. But I, I, I'm floored because I gave Kimberly McCullough outstanding single performance last year for the scenes where she threw Patrick out. I mean, those resonate with me. Florenzia's cancer story, the, all of that resonates with me. Dominic Zimbronia had a really tough, I mean, he was in there with Jason Thompson and Jonathan, and Jonathan Jackson, Jackson. Sporting, which is the reason in my mind. But hey, that scene where he, the scene that before Sonny shoots him, that's an Emmy worthy scene. And he was, it was great material. So people are saying, well, Dominic didn't necessarily have a whole show, maybe, but nobody watched a whole show here. You know what I'm saying? Nobody watched a show when they picked these names. And that certainly hasn't stopped anyone in the past from winning with maybe four or five minutes of total material on their Emmy reel. Correct. Correct. And, you know, that's always the bane. You know, I talked to Michelle Stafford, I believe, last year. We had a nice conversation about, you know, having to look at those reels, and you go, God, I've got ten minutes of good stuff, and the rest is just awful. Do I go with that because I've got the ten killer, you know, moments, or do I pick another reel? It's really tough. But this first part is, is very disheartening, um, for the for those performers that didn't get in, you know, I, I just I expected those to be in. And Eric Brigden and Melody Thomas Scott just to say, Melody was fantastic this year. Certainly deserved a pre-nomination. Eric, you know, always is good. But I just don't think it's it almost feels like they're not popular. I don't know. It's like a popularity thing. I, I, they're never getting in anymore. You know, you, you know, never see them breaking through. Yeah, there are. And I'm just, I mean, there are some other things. There are some folks who were pre-nominated who are friends to the show, who've been on the show, who I love dearly for being on the show. But I have to question, you know, why? Uh, again, like you said, is it the name recognition? Is it just a matter of there were only three nom uh, three pre-pre-nominees that could get the vote, so of course somebody was going to make it? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to make this fair because nobody is going to be able to sit down and watch every single episode and to know who gave the best performance and who should be in the cut and even afterwards to judge one episode and say you were the best performer you know, of the I year. Don't, you know, talking about that, you know, I don't know if it should be like a bunch of soap opera experts and people, you know, who with a neutral ground watching the people that wanted to throw their name into the first pre-pre round, and maybe they should be submitting a tape, a reel, and and that should be the first part voted on, and then it goes to the actors. You know, there has to be something so this kind of thing doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, it, it there. You know, it has been a flawed system. Um, not again to take away. There's great deserving people on here, but you know, I'm really I'm very disappointed in the ones that we've talked about. 
Before we run out of time, I want to go through here and let's maybe do our one pick in each of these categories that we are betting the farm on that are going to make the final cut. So lead actress, one of these pre-nominees, who's going to make the final cut for sure, for sure? Probably Susan Flannery. (laughs) Okay, since I can't pick her, I'll say Debbie Morgan. I think you're correct as well. I agree with you. So I mean, you, you took my choice. Let's go okay. to lead actor. <laughs> so much for having a guest on your show. Okay. <laughs> lead actor, I'm going to pick first just because. You go. Uh, okay. I'm going to say, well, I, I think Christian LeBlanc will make it because he seems to make it every year. But taking him out, I'm going to say Jerry Verdorn. Well, that was who I was. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm going to say, and I could be wrong, I'm going to say Maurice Bernard. Okay. We're going to go to supporting actress. You get the first pick. I'm going to say, oh, God. I don't know. This is always a a wild category that makes no sense. I've got a couple. I think Melissa Claire Egan will make it. Yeah, I do too. I think Brie Williamson will make it. I really hope that Trisha Cast makes it. I think Elizabeth Hendrickson's going to make it. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Okay, we have to... I'm completely wrong, I'm sure. That's okay. okay. We have to almost wrap it up, so we'll try to make it a little quicker. For supporting actor, I'm going to say Sean so, Christian will make it. I'm saying Jonathan Jackson. Uh, that's a, I mean, that's a, if he doesn't make it, I will never come. I'm, I'm, cl- I'm not going. <laughs> Younger actress... Lexi Ainsworth, I, I picked as with you. I think she's she's the winner, uh, but she's definitely going to make the cut. Yeah, I'm going, and I'm going to also say Haley Poulos will make it too. Okay, two for two on General Hospital, and for younger actor, I think Finn Whitrock from All My Children should make it. But I also kind of say, you know, Chad Duell, he's got to make the final cut. Yeah, I say Chad Duell, and I also think Scott Clifton will make it because he's been on other shows. All right, so those are our picks. We're almost out of time here. And, of course, everybody, over the past hour, you've heard about the power that fans have. So remember that just because you're not entirely happy with your favorite soap, that doesn't mean you should turn your back on it. How many of us have spouses or partners that pick their nose or leave their clothes on the floor or something like that? (laughs) It doesn't mean that you file for divorce. So now more than ever, our soaps need our support. And, Michael, I want to thank you for coming on as often as you have and being a part of our show. I love talking with you, and I know everybody likes hearing from you. I love being on the show. It's great talking to you. And we should do this again. Now, I think we should do this again when the final nominees come out. We can do that, only if you promise not to pick your nose. (laughs) I won't pick my nose, and I won't um, do any other obscene things. All right. Well, speaking, everybody out there, of what fans want, next week it is a special Dankies episode of Soap Central Live. We'll be giving you a sneak peek at some of the winners from this year's SoapCentral.com awards with all sorts of special guests. So you'll definitely want to tune in for that next Friday. And, of course, if you missed any part of today's episode or just want to hear the show again, head on over to SoapCentral.com slash radio for all sorts of listening options for this and every other edition of Soap Central Live. And remember that you can make your opinions heard on our message boards or in your own personalized soap blog. I have a few opinions that I want to share, and I need to type them out now, so this is probably the perfect time to sign off on another edition of Soap Central Live.
Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.